0: All right, it's the Keep to the City Yankees podcast, and a few days off from the podcast, the Yankees were also off on Monday, so they're back on Tuesday against the Orioles. I'm back here to talk about it with what is a big series. The Yankees have to make up for what they did last time. They played the Orioles in Baltimore uh, two weekends ago. They sort of did cancel it out with the sweep of the Guardians uh, in a series where the Yankees finally looked like the Yankees on paper. Uh, they finally did their job. They finally took your business all the way through, didn't give up the third game of a series where they could have won like they did against Boston, like they did against Detroit. They took care of business, and they swept the Guardians uh, to make up for what went on in Baltimore the weekend before. And the Yankees have to win these games here against Baltimore. Uh, a series win, yeah, you take it, but this really needs to be a sweep because of winning, losing two out of three to Baltimore to start is not how you want to go because it's so important to play at least to the level that the Rays and the Blue Jays and the Red Sox are going to play to the Orioles. Only the Rays have played them so far, going 3-0. and So the Yankees two games back there on the Rays against the Orioles. And I can't stress enough how important these games are. It, it's determined the division the last two years. Whoever beats up the Orioles the worst. And, and when I speak about the last two years, I mean not counting 2020 because of the short season. I mean 19 and 21. It determined the division. And it could and probably very well will again here. It'll at least determine who's going to the LDS and who's going to the best of three fucking dumb wildcard series. But you don't want to be a part of that series. You want to win the division. You want to get the pass, the freebie, the buy to the best of five. And to do that, the Yankees have to take care of business, not just against teams like the Guardians, but really against teams like the Orioles. And so with the Yankees back at it on Tuesday night, some thoughts from the weekend. Um, you know, If you haven't gone to keepsacity.com and, and read the, the Yankees' thoughts from the series... Uh, you know, the Yankees, yeah, like I said, they did their job. They were great. They beat up on a Guardians team, had to overcome that deficit in the ninth inning on Saturday. Garrett Cole was back to himself on Sunday, and the offense finally showed up for the first time this season, scoring six runs in a game in which they didn't need the automatic runner to, to make that total. So everything went well on Sunday. But that's how it's supposed to go. Garrett Cole is supposed to dominate bad lineups. The Guardians have as bad of a lineup as you'll see in this league. It's that bad. You're scared of Jose Ramirez, you're not scared of anyone else. Yeah, sure, Fran Reyes, he can pop one out. Naylor, he can pop one out, but they're not good fucking hitters. Jose Ramirez is fucking awesome, and he's the only guy in that lineup that scares you. So what Garrett Cole did, it was nice, but that's what he's supposed to do. So yes, that's what should be expected from him when he pitches against bad teams, and when he pitches against good teams, you should expect it to be good as well. So let's not get carried away that he did anything spectacular on Sunday, he just did his fucking job. And last week, when he pitched horribly in Detroit, one and two-thirds innings, the five walks, walking in a run for the first time in his career, I I joked on Twitter, but it it really wasn't a joke, that Kyle Agashioka should be worried because he sort of kept his job with the Yankees because of being Garrett Cole's personal catcher. And that personal catcher relationship eventually kicked gary sanchez off the yankees because boone picked higashioka over sanchez and if he was never going to play sanchez the front office wasn't just going to lose him at the end of the season for nothing so they put him in that deal to the twins that got them donaldson and i kind of for and Ravette. so higashioka won out over sanchez on the simple fact that he could catch which cole which to me never fucking made any sense because gary cole in 2021 pitched to, to sanchez on opening day was fine Pitched to him when Kagashioka was on the COVID list. He was fine. There's no difference in performance. And then comes Sunday, I joked that Kagashioka would be the next scapegoat because post sticky stuff, Cole's had the hamstring problem on opening day, the pregame ceremony problem. He's had Five Guerrero Jr. problems tipping his cap to him, literally tipping his cap in the middle of the game. He's had weather problems. There's always a reason for why he's not performing. And so the next reason was going to be, well, let's change up the fucking catcher. And that's what the Yankees did on Sunday. They put Jose Trevino back there. And Trevino caught over Higashioka the first time since opening day last year. When Higashioka is healthy, he did not catch Cole. And Cole had his best start of the season. So you can fucking bet that Trevino will be in there Cole's next start. And now it's like, well, why is Higashioka on the fucking team? Because he can't fucking hit. His defense isn't any good, and he's not the personal catcher to Cole anymore. So what is he doing? The Yankees really fucked themselves in the catching situation because they picked Agashioka over Sanchez because they always played Agashioka in the bigger games. I mean, he played in the one-game playoff. He played five of the seven playoff games in 2020. So, and now, now the guy doesn't fucking play. And he shouldn't play. Trevino's better than him. Is much better than it. And Aaron Boone saying that it, it was something he wanted to do to get Trevino back there it had nothing to do with fucking Aaron Boone. He had as much uh, about that decision as I did. If you think that Garrett Cole doesn't decide who catches him, you're fucking lost. That that was a Garrett Cole decision, and it was him looking and searching for answers because he had been lost for the first three starts of 2022, and he'd been lost. Going back nine starts to the beginning of September 2021. So you're going to see that pairing, Cole Trevino, next time through the rotation. And I think it's going to be a while until you see Yashioke again, because this is how Boone operates. Everyone needs a fucking personal catcher. Uh, Nestor Cortez, what an outstanding performance from him. Uh, the guy continues to be just awesome. And he's so fun to watch. And his personality, he's, he's fan favorite for a reason. And two years ago, three years ago actually now, he when he was on his first go-around with the Yankees, he couldn't have been worse. And he was sort of paired with Chad Green every fifth day. Green would open. Cortez would piggyback. It was a disaster. He was a horrible. Horrible. But he somehow kept his roster spot for the entire season on a 103-win team, despite giving up like three runs and three innings every time he pitched. Well, the Yankees let him go and went to Seattle, came back to the Yankees last year, turned his whole career around he's just been phenomenal and he reminds me of el duque obviously from the opposite side throwing lefty but with the trickery the, the deliveries the windups the the drastic changes of speed The guy is just fucking fun to watch and i hope he keeps it up because for as much as i was against him three years ago that's how much i'm for him now um the bullpen continues to be awesome i, I there's never fear when the bullpen gets called on. I Wandy Peralta's been really good and, and he's the only guy that when he comes in I'm like, "Ah, oh, fuck." You know, because he he doesn't necessarily have the stuff of everyone else. He's he, the change ups low and away that's like his out pitch to the lefties and if he misses, he doesn't, you know, have velocity to back that up when he goes to his fastball. But even so, if he's your biggest fear, you don't really have much of a fear. Chad Green we're getting to the point where where Chad Green is a real problem. We're, we're probably already there. Uh, with the way he just gives up bombs. And, and Boone still pitches him like it's you know, four and five years ago here. He's not the same guy. He doesn't have the same velocity, and he's a one-trick pony with elevated fastball. So if he misses on the elevated fastball, well, you get what happened on Saturday before the Yankees came back. But I'm willing to give Green a little more time. I, I do think he's fucked himself on the pecking order because it's Clay Holmes gets the most crucial high-leverage spot of each game um Chapman's gonna get the save situation uh and then you have Loizaga who's above green so green's slipping here he's slipping and and to me I mean I don't trust him I saw enough of between last year uh and what we've seen early this year twice from him uh but I'll give him a, a little more leeway here until we really go after Chad Green uh Glaber Torres the guy wasn't good enough to start last week and then he hits a pinch hit walk-off single and now all of a sudden he's batting fifth like what are we doing here glaber sucks let's i've said that a lot of times i'll say it again he's not any good the pinch hit walk-off single on sunday doesn't change and saturday doesn't change that uh and he's a boon favorite he's like aaron hicks he's like kyle gashioka so when he does one thing well it's good enough to get him from off the bench from through the bottom of the lineup to the number five spot on sunday and if this was gary sanchez or clint frazier uh you know they'd have to do just have like a barry bonds like run for three weeks to get out of the bottom of the order and one bad game to go back down so i'm sure you'll see torres hitting in the middle of the order again because he had the pinch hit single for the walk off on saturday then the yankees had an explosion on on sunday so this is boone he's He's very superstitious. He talks about the analytics and the the right decision, but he is superstitious because he will roll the same lineup out there just because they won, even if a player who had a role in that game didn't have a role at all, rather, he'll keep it going. So, like, Torres, it's not like they won on Sunday because of Torres, but he'll keep his spot because that was the lineup they had. Um, Stanton, it's time for him to to turn it on. He hasn't he homered in the first two games of the season, hasn't homered since. He's, you know, got a 5, what, 35 LPS, not good and to think the Yankees are 10 and 6 uh with Stanton not hitting with Judge not hitting until the last couple games with Gallo being an automatic out with Torres being terrible with the catching situation being a joke kind Falefa being bad for the first week they've had so many things go wrong and that's why having a great pitching staff is so helpful because even when the offense is horrible the pitching has been so great that they can win games where they score three runs or four runs it's raised baseball Tampa Bay Rays baseball, And that's why the Rays are always fucking good because pitching is more important than hitting. And you're seeing that here with this Yankees team because their hitting has been atrocious outside of Sunday, really. And they're 10 and six. Uh, and at 10 and six, I would have accepted 10 and six. I think that's an acceptable record given that they played Boston, they played Toronto, they played Baltimore, they played Detroit, they played Cleveland. And I would have had them Winning the Boston series, they did. They they could have swept them. Do you want to go 2-2 two and two against the Blue Jays? They did. You want to win in Baltimore. They lost that series, but then they canceled it out with the sweep of the Guardians, and then they won a series in Detroit, so they're kind of right where they should be. They're on a good pace. Uh, and for everything that's gone wrong offensively for them, to be at this place right now, very good. Very good. Because they could easily be 4 Five games back of the Blue Jays right now, but the pitching has prevented that from happening. The pitching is that good that it can prevent lengthy losing streaks all season long. It's it's very hard to see this Yankees team just going on some horrible run like they did late summer last year because the pitching's too good. The starting pitching is really good. The bullpen is all time. They're in a good spot if the offense can just be consistent. And the offense across baseball is certainly down, but for the Yankees, it's ex- exceptionally down and even worse than it was last year when it was miserable. So hopefully here Gallo can get going. Like, fuck, dude, pop one out. Donaldson, stop striking out. Uh, Stanton, let's go. Let's get the power barrage going here. It's fucking third week of the season here. It's time, to, it's time to start hitting the ball in the park. Get those three guys going. This team can can go on a serious fucking run. And with Baltimore this week, then Kansas City, this is six games where the Yankees, like going four and two, certainly, yeah, you'd take it, but it seems like they should be able to do more here. And I think they can do more. So while the off day Monday was kind of a, a letdown, you want to get that momentum going, it did give them a day off, did give the bullpen a day off to rest uh, and recharge since they've been just overworked and overused pretty much the entire season outside of sunday yankees back at it weather permitting i know it's supposed to rain on tuesday which sucks you don't want to have the fucking back-to-back off days uh then you get like a double header and then boone sits half the fucking team one game not what you want here so hopefully this game gets in on tuesday yankees oreos Luis severino taking the ball um that'll do it for today i'll be back after the game to talk about it thanks for listening talk to you after the game